Buckle your seatbelts, bitches. It's time for the nighttime show. Tonight, we have our head writer, Matt Walker. We also have me, the voice of the nighttime show, Mike Black, and our very special guest, author of Kicking Through the Ashes, His Life in Stand-Up, writer of Roseanne, Becker, and Titus, Comedy Store Regular, and you've seen him on Roseanne and Dr. Katz, Rich Schneider! And now, the man who the YMCA shower room calls he who is most unclean, <laughs> Stephen Kramer Glickman! Yeah. Well done, Mike. Well done, you sexy bastard. Thank you. Uh, I feel like we should get a blood pressure monitor put on a mic while he does the announce <laughs> and see how the variation changes. We burn a lot of calories doing that. I do. <laughs> 12 yeah. calories every time I do that. <laughs> <hysterical>. At least. <laughs> Rich, we are, uh, we're so lucky to have you on the show. How, how are you, buddy? I'm great, man. Great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I like it. I like what, the, I like that energy up front. He's like got it. a Thank lot you. of energy. There's yeah. a lot of energy happening here. Yeah. It's all of it. That's all I have all day. <laughs> I use that up my allotment. Shot, huh? Yeah. Right. I'm well, exhausted we, now. Last night we uh we we watched uh the movie. You ever do this? You ever watch movies with friends over the phone? Do you remember? Absolutely. That? Absolutely. Well, who do you do that with? Well, I used to do it a lot with Bill Hicks. Oh, wow. Bill Hicks oh used God. to watch television shows at the same time or the news. He loved it. He was a phone guy. Yeah. So I could do that for a while. But uh, a night guy named Mike McDonald from Canada, we still do it once in a while. We'll get on and like, oh, nice. call. this is on, cut. look at this. You know, just, <laughs> and then you just start. I love that. I used to love to do that all the time. Yeah, <laughs> That's so great. Yeah. Last night, uh, Mike what? and me were watching... Uh, Carrie, Carrie, the original, the, the, the original, original. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and just talking shit the whole time, you know. And what's funny is we'd never seen the original. Before. You'd never seen we'd, Carrie. We'd no. seen the remake of it, oh. and so we kind of knew what was happening, but we knew the shittier version of what was going to happen. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, we were like, "Well, she's she, her hand's going to pop out of the grave." Oh, it's much cooler than this because it's a dream. Yeah, right. And, and the one we saw, it was it actually happened, and it looks stupid. Yeah, yeah it doesn't make any sense. No, the original's a, a really good movie. Yeah, it yeah, it really yeah. was. And then you just go down through all the stars that became people who oh, stars yeah. out of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Travolta. Really. Yeah, right. Travolta. You, know. you pointed him out. I was like, what? That's and fun. the guy yeah. from uh, Greatest American Hero. Yeah, yep. William Cat. Yeah. And uh, Holy crap. There was uh, Cheswick from uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. I don't know his actual name. Cheseru. Cheseru. They're getting on you, man. They're getting on you. Ches, Ches, do me a favor. Stay off of my side. (laughs) (laughs) And like her drenched in blood. This is so weird, but I was like, Sissy Spacek, kind of hot. Yeah. Kind of hot when she's covered in blood. When she's covered in blood. (laughs) But only when she's covered in blood. It's a very niche market she's got. (laughs) Very weird. Uh, After the movie ended, uh, we got off the phone, and then I started watching this movie, uh, uh, Stephen King movie called Thinner, (laughs) which is a movie. It's not a good movie. 1997 (laughs) movie. All right, With the gypsy? It's a gypsy, and he touches the guy's face. Now, was the gypsy thinner? And then he becomes, he gets real skinny, right? It starts off with a guy in a face. Diet thing or something? Diet? Play. <laughs> yeah, he like he kills a it's gypsy. A weird, weird superpower, by the way. Yeah, yeah it's real weird. It was he, a gypsy curse. It was like gypsy an evil just gypsy curse. He uh, he hit an, a fellow gypsy in a car with, with a car. Yeah. Right, oh, always a mistake. And so the, he's getting a blowjob. The from gypsy his wife, leader who looked a lot, which is rare like, enough as it is, right. and then double like, down by hitting a gypsy. Yeah. How often <laughs> that can happen? <laughs> getting a blowjob your wife is rare, but then yeah. to hit a gypsy—that's double rare. Yeah. I think he just let the guy off just for yeah. a being fat and getting a blowjob while driving. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. yeah. but doesn't a gypsy, how often do you hit a gypsy? It doesn't sound like much of a curse. Yeah. The thinner thing—it sounds more like a blessing. You can make money doing that. Yeah, but pretty, it's thinner until you die. Is the problem? Oh, oh, oh. 
getting oh, It started at Mike yeah. and went to Glickman and then wound up with me. Right. And then he died. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Basically, died. that's how it went. That's exactly. Well, what was so uh, mind-blowing is, is that they keep weighing him throughout yeah. the movie. Yeah. And I'm watching every time they weigh him. And I'm like, oh, that's what, uh, that's what 230 looks like? That's not so bad. Yeah. 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 And then they're like, oh, now he's uh, 170. I was like, oh, it's okay. I, I get that. He never got thinner than Matt Walker is alive. Like, yeah. like How his thin did he thinnest, get? I don't like remember. At his thinnest, yeah, he, he was, was like a death's door, and he, he looked like, like Matt Walker. Thirty pounds. How much do you weigh? Buck twenty-seven. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. They go, oh, wow. he's hundred and thirty pounds. He's about to die. I was like, <laughs> Matt Walker has like been this weight his whole life. I don't know. Yeah. How do you run that brain on that little body? <laughs> not very well, but yeah, not yeah, very well. Yeah. And the gypsy looked like and, Buddy Hackett. Yeah. Like with long hair. I was like, is that? Buddy? Buddy Hackett? What a weird gypsy choice they made. Nice swing. I'm going to curse you thinner, but first, two Jews walk into a bar. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's so funny. And I'm actually 10 pounds heavier than I was in high school. Oh, God. I hate you so much. You bulked up, huh? It bulked up, totally. And it's all penis is the worst part. (laughs) You know, Rich, sometimes he'll call me in the middle of the night and he'll go, uh, hey, guess what I'm doing right now? I'm like, what? He goes, I'm going to get donuts. I'll go, fuck you, man. I'm like, I'm going to eat a half dozen. He'll eat like six donuts. And I'll just eat them all. By himself. You just can't gain weight. You've never checked to find out if you have like a tapeworm. You have like, you're like... (laughs) Like a science fiction thing. There's like a six foot tapeworm. Yeah, there might be. Do me a favor. What, what do I need? Matt Walker may be a tapeworm. Yeah, he's gonna say, he's got a skin suit. He's like, they fall. They fall. They really pass it. They're passing like the, now. The actual, I'll get real nerdy. I'll, I'm like a trill on, yeah. on Star Trek. There we go. The worm inside me. The actual Matt Walker was a really nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> this one just, yeah, yeah. you know. Tapeworm Matt Walker is a tapeworm. <laughs> he is a tapeworm. That's hysterical. So, um, where uh, Rich, let's let's uh, let's jump back for uh, for a minute. Uh, where where did hey, you, let's stop all this fun? Let's go back to the uh, the, the old days when. Where did you start out? Where did you begin? Where did you grow up? Where did you grow up? New Rich? Jersey, New, New Jersey, Jersey. Southern, New part, Jersey? Southern, southern part, right across from Wilmington, Delaware, a place called Pennsville. Okay. A small little factory town. Everybody worked for EI Dupont. Mm-hmm. Is that where your your parents worked there too? No, no. My dad was uh, he had a little business. He had a little insurance business. You know, homes, house, fire, that kind insurance. Of the people that were DuPont. 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 That's right. Yeah. Insuring the people who worked at DuPont. Exactly. Did most of your friends. That sounds like a good Everybody's job. dad was on yeah. shift work, man. Yeah. Everybody's Everybody dad was. was on shift work. 3 to oh. 11, 11 to 7, 7 to 3. I can remember today. Oh you come God. over to the house, they go, shh, quiet, quiet. Oh, man, it's on shift work. Yeah. Oh, shit. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's, everybody's dad worked for you at DuPont. Man. What about your mom? What, what, what she a housewife back then. Yeah. You know, 50s, mm-hmm. 60s housewife. You know, who, was, uh, who was funny in your family? My dad. My dad loved comedy. I mean, you really had comedy albums. He, he like look back. You can't say hipster because he was not a hipster. Hipster, but he went out and saw comedy. He went out and saw standups. Really, so moms, namely Bob Newhart. I mean, early sixties. He saw comics. He went out to nightclubs. There was a place called the uh, Latin uh, Casino up in mm-hmm. Cherry Hill, and then he'd go down to these Atlantic City nightclubs. There were there were black nightclubs at the time. Yeah, down in Atlantic City, you'd go down and see comics there. Like he'd say Red Fox. He saw. I mean, Man, he was seeing like the cream of the crop yeah, back at in that the sixties. Yeah, he loved That's to go awesome. and see. He loved to go see stand-up comedy, and he he loved to see comedy. He just loved it. And when, when comedy came on Ed Sullivan's show, you did not breathe. <laughs> you did not breathe. <laughs> yeah. Old man wanted his fix. Yeah. Don't you know? even laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, so he was either real angry and swinging fists, or he was laughing. 
Really? <laughs> so, you learn to be funny if you want to duck. You yeah, know? Right. <laughs> holy crap. Yeah, yeah. So my dad was like, a, that, that's who he was. I mean, so he had comedy albums and then back there, like Red Fox. And he actually had like, you know, the party albums in the back. And the, oh, then nice. Was, then I remember getting, he came home once and he, he came right home, man. He put it on the first family, you know, but he put that on because he was a Kennedy fan. So he put that on. And we must have played that like five times in a row. I mean, he just played. Wow. He just played the whole Jeez. thing. Let's play it again. And I'm just sitting there, going la- laughing, and then just watching him laugh. And then we just sit there and listen to it. Just listen. I mean, I can Damn. remember it. I mean, he was a huge comedy fan. Wow. That's so amazing. that my dad was definitely the guy. Did he me. get to? Did he get to watch you do stand up? Yeah, but you know, he didn't. You know, he didn't like me. He didn't like. You know, he didn't think I was funny. You know. Really? No, no, man. I, I mean, I did Tonight Shows. My dad never called. Never wow. called. Wow. Never. Um, you know, he. I was going to law school. I quit law school to do stand up comedy. Holy shit. So I mean, he kind of treated it like I got kidnapped by, you know, a cult or something. You know? <laughs> right? So uh, I tell you what turned it. There was like a big moment. It's in the book. Um, I'd done a bunch of Tonight Shows. I did one where I made, uh, I, you know, you come out and they go, you, you might have enough time mm-hmm. to sit on panels. Something. Yeah. I was one of those guys. There was enough time I sat, if not, you know, yeah, the back. Yeah. I, about 14 of them. And so he, Johnny gave me the sign, you know, the fingers. And it, then I look over and they were like, no, no panel. So instead of just turning and walking back to the curtain, for some reason I decided to do like a gunfire. I pulled the jacket back. You know, and I look at the audience and I back up to the curtain. Like right? <laughs> right. And Johnny, I, I got the tape. Johnny's laughing. Yeah. He's laughing. Amazing. And Ed McMahon goes, what's he doing? And Johnny goes, he's doing a gunfighter. It's great. <laughs> right? And my dad called me the next day. You made Johnny laugh, man. You're good at this. And that was wow. it. I was like the monkey off my back, man. It was like, <sighs> you know what I mean? That's but I was amazing. like, shoot, I was like. So that was 11, hard. 12 years into my career by then. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. some hard-earned approval. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, when he saw first time we watched a comedy show together, it was, uh, it was Garbins in Washington, mm-hmm. D.C., and the, the, the show was David Say and Richard Belzer, mm-hmm. and I was the MC, right? It was, yeah, it was like the house, kind of the house MC. This was the first paying comedy club on the East Coast, Garbins in Washington, D.C. So my parents were going through to Florida, and they stopped, and we're going to see the show with you. So we're sitting there and watching the show, and I did my thing. And I come off and he goes, you're not smart enough. You're not, you're not, you know, you're not sharp enough. You can't go to New York City. You can't hang with these guys. Oh, and it was like shit. almost in my mind at that moment, I went, I'm going to New York City. Yeah. That yeah. was like, because I was like, not like, oh, I'm gone. I'm mm-hmm. gone now. There's yeah. no doubt in my mind I'm gone. Yeah, yeah, that gives you it. that sometimes. Yeah, sometimes having that kind of push behind you, that you know, push against you. Yeah, yeah. Well, push that, we had a, we had a rough relationship, man. We had fist fights growing up. I mean, wow. I didn't win. <laughs> right. You know, I shot anyone with a gun. What? Did, did you really? Did. We went hunting, and I saw an opportunity. <laughs> no he way. knew it. He knew it. Are, he you knew being, it. are you being serious? No, no, I'm that being really serious. Happened? He knew it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dick he, Cheney he read never, his book. He never took he... me hunting again, man. He took my brother's hunting. Never took. I was the oldest. He would never. He knew. He knew. We talked about it years later. We you talked shot about at him. Yeah. I, did what you I did hit was him? I had I had the gun rested on my arm like this. How you carrying it, right? Yeah. And I and and it was a single shot four ten. I was only twelve years old, but I was so angry at him at that point. I was just so angry. And he was walking over to my left. So I like pull, I moved the gun around and I squeezed the trigger. I knew it was safety was off. I had the safety off. I squeezed the trigger, I blast, hit it right near him in the tree, right near him. <laughs> and he goes, What the fuck? What are you fucking doing? And I said, Oh man, I was just I I I thought the safety was on. I was checking to see if the safety was on. You're checking to see if the safety's on by squeezing the trigger. He's so stupid, brother. And he was like really pissed, but I was like, he knew. Wow. He knew. <laughs> he knew and I knew. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah, but we we cleaned it up. We all cleaned it up. So, of course, authorities that are listening, just so you know, his dad lived a good while after that <laughs> no, story. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't. Yeah, that's why they gave me a 410 to begin with. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> they wanted to send the boy out there with a 410. Oh. Do you have a BB gun? Give him that, too. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. That's yeah, but incredible. That was just, that was, 
we had a you know we, you know my dad drank and he was he was rough you know yeah. he was rough and so I was I was angry fearful little guy you know I mean if I wasn't yeah. my fight or flight thing is real you know it was like I I would joke I would joke I would joke a lot you know or fight one or the other you know I didn't didn't have any kind of in between negotiating skills no kind of yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. confrontation yeah. let's talk about it stuff. Yeah. Oh, hey, real quick thing before we continue. Uh, you know, um, it's such a great, it's so great having such wonderful guests on the show. But I really, you know, um, uh, want to take a second away from talking to our guests to just talk about uh, something really cool that just happened. I just had a fireball moment, Mike. I don't know if you. Oh, that's great. Another yeah. fireball moment. Yeah, that's great. Just, just recently, I, you know, I've been having these uh, and they're just fantastic. They're you know, just crazy stuff happens. Yeah. Like sometimes you drink fireball whiskey. When you drink fireball whiskey, everything just gets heightened. We have a lot of fun. You know, mm -hmm. when we do the nighttime show, we give away, you know, uh, you know, fireball whiskey to the first hundred people that show up to our mm -hmm. show. And uh, everybody has such a great time. So after the last nighttime show, I had had a couple shots of fireball mm -hmm. whiskey and I'm I'm wandering down the street uh, on down Melrose, mm -hmm. and uh, I'm having a really uh, a really nice time, just kind of wandering. And it's not it's late. It was late. You know, cars are kind of zipping by, and I'm just you know it's L A. L A. Baby. You know, I'm, I'm, I've had a couple of drinks, so I decided to call Uber, and I'm sitting there waiting on the side of the street for my Uber to come. And uh, instead of an Uber, um, a Pegasus showed up. A Pegasus, a yeah. winged Pegasus, a winged Pegasus, a winged. Is it winged or winged? winged. Was, was that your winged? Uber, like you were going to ride winged. it home? Are you saying winged or winged? Winged. Winged Pegasus, Pegasus. arrives. It's all white and glittery. Mm -hmm. It's got these gorgeous wings. Sure. And I and I was like, uh, Hey, I called for I called for an Uber, but are you the funny guy from TV? Hey. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Hey, it's so it's so great to meet you, Pegasus. How cool. Oh, we've met before. We have? We've always known each other. But I only come out when it's fun. Oh wow. Well I'm having fun. Are you having fun? Oh, we're gonna have even more fun. You wanna drink some fireball whiskey with me, Pegasus? Fireball is in my heart. Yay. Yes. Yes. I'm opening ah, pour it down my throat. There you ah. go. Mm. Oh, wow. Oh, yes. Yes, it's so good. Oh, oh, yes. Oh, yes. I love it. I love it. Oh, oh, yeah. Wow, this is amazing. Hey, do you no, want to... No, Uber, let's can, fly. Can, do you mind let's if I get fly. on your back and I fly with you? Yeah, let's fly to the Pacific Ocean. Oh, well, I got to go to Hollywood, but okay. I get on. I got. I got on the. I got on the. Uh, I got on the Pegasus, and uh, and um, I was too. I was too fat. <laughs> However, I gotta. I gotta say, super nice. Mm -hmm. Way nicer than. Sounded very pleasant. Yeah, it it sounded was, like he really enjoyed the Fireball whiskey. He yeah. really did. He had a really great time with the Fireball whiskey, and like almost an unsettling amount of enjoyment. Do you feel yeah. bad about putting him in the Pegasus hospital? Um, I, well, I felt, trying to sit on I felt like a little bad, um, mm -hmm. but you know, he's, you know, he was a really, he was real sweet and, um, you know, I made a new friend and that's yeah. what fireball whiskey is all about is sometimes you make a new friend mm -hmm. when you go out at night, you have some shots of fireball whiskey. You never know what's going to happen, uh, because you, you may just have a fireball moment. A fireball moment is a great moment. All right. Back to the show. How how has that affected uh, stand up as far as like dealing with you know de you know dealing with hecklers or dealing I, with I, uh, I never like I, I wrote again I wrote this book I I I came from like when we grew up on way my comedy came from like the guys sitting around 
ragged on each other. We used to call it. You're ragged. Yeah. You're busting yeah. balls, right? Yeah. So that's where I came from. So I was used to that. So if somebody came at me, I would play with it. I mean, you could tell. I could tell if they were coming at me just to see. Sometimes the hecklers just seen if you're there that night. Are you mm. there? Are you? Yeah. Are this like remote yeah. control? Are you gonna? Are you gonna show me you're here? Right. Right. Yeah. They're testing mm-hmm. you. Why are you flying the plane? Let me see why you're flying the plane. And you right. show them. They go, okay, go ahead, man. You got it. Yeah. You know, that's different than the one that's going, I'm here to mess you up, man. Right. Yeah. And you can tell. Yeah. I can usually tell. And sometimes it may take a heckler or two to tell, but you can usually tell. <laughs> yeah. You know, and there's a difference, you know. So I'll play with them. They want to play, I'll play. But if you come at me hard, I mean, I, it's in the book. I got in a fist fight on stage once. Really? Yeah. Did yeah. you really? Yeah. It was uh, 81 in, in East Lansing, Michigan. It was a place called Wits End. Mm-hmm. And I found sure. out later because the guy, when I put this, I put this on Facebook originally, the story, and then I pulled it off and rewrote it. The guy who was the club owner was on there and saw it and contacted me and said, there's some stuff that you didn't even remember to knew. Mm-hmm. But it was a former biker bar. They turned it into a comedy club. And they had a lease. The biker bars guy still owned the, the right side. If he bailed out early, they got to take over the place again. So they wanted him to fail. He mm-hmm. said they mm-hmm. sent those guys in to heckle. So what happened was I go in there. And there's pool tables in the oh, back of the room, shit. right? There's pool tables are still there. So I told the guy, I said, the owner, I said, you're going to turn down to shut those pool tables down, right? When I yeah. start doing the show, right? Oh, yeah, no problem. So I go on stage. There's guys back there shooting pool. Now, yeah. you know, you're, yeah, you're yeah. in the yeah. room. Yeah, and it's too much noise. There's no way. And they're timing it, man. They're just like, seems like they're timing Every time I read a punchline, crack, yep. you know? Yeah. You know, so I go, hey, guys, look, hey, guy, hey, if, if stop playing pool and I'll play when we get off, I'll play you for beers, man. We'll play, you know? And they're like, fuck you. I'm like, really? Okay, and one of the guys had an REO Speedwagon T-shirt. Right? <laughs> so I saw that. Wrong I went, way to start. I went, I went, I went, yeah, really? REO Speedwagon? That's that limp dick band. You think that they're a limp dick band now? And they're going to be a limp dick band when they bury you in that raggedy T-shirt. You know? <laughs> and I was like, I went after him, right? And then he Great. throws down the cue stick and rush, rushes the stage. Yeah. So I knew right off the bat he wasn't that you know, if you're going to go to a bar fight, keep the cue stick. Yeah, right? yeah. He Come throws on. it down. He you got a stick. mic stand. He's, yeah. He threw but down he, his one. All it gets him is he's climbing up the stage. He reaches up like, I'm going to help him. So I, <laughs> I pull him up. I bang him. I used to wrestle, so I wrestle him. I got him doing like deliverance jokes. I got him up going, squeal like a pig. And I'm like, but I forget <laughs> oh, we're in a fist fight. Geez. I forget. We're, so, so he's hitting me. And then I started hitting him. So we're getting a fist fight. So finally, I. Knocked him around a bit, tossed him off stage, and the bouncers pulled him out. But here's the thing. I mean, my shirt's ripped. My hair's all messed up. I'm all scuffed in the face. And I turn around and go, so anyway, as I was saying, like, I'm starting to do my act again. I think I'm going to do my act again. Right. And the audience is like, oh, no. No, no, you're a nut. You know, not not a good nut. You're a crazy nut. Once you show uh, real anger, you lose them. You're done. Yeah, Yeah, no way. And so years later. I tell this story. I've been hanging out with Robert Klein. I'm working with Robert Klein. Amazing. And he goes, I did the same thing. <laughs> I said, Klein? I go, you? He goes, yeah. He was, in a, he was doing a bowling alley in Brooklyn or something. And he got in a fist fight. And he, he said, I tossed the guy aside. They, they threw him out. And I turned to the crowd like, I'm going to do comedy again. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> same story. That's, That's incredible. I just I was at the Laugh Factory the other night. And uh, they, they had me go up at 1.15 a.m. And I go up on stage, and uh, like two minutes into into my act, <laughs> this fucking guy sitting in near the front in shorts and black socks <laughs> is sitting there. And I go, I go, thanks so much for wearing your uh, your good shorts to the show, right? <laughs> and the guy behind him goes, just do your fucking act, man, and starts yelling at me. The guy behind him, and I was like wow. trying to piece it together of 
like I would sometimes I would make fun of the guy in the back and the guy in the front would would talk shit and yeah. I was like no I couldn't figure it out and then finally I I figured out that they were cousins and then I was like <laughs> and then I just instructed everyone to tell them to fuck themselves you know as much as possible throughout the show but it was just yeah. such a it was such it was it was like such a nice reminder because I, I did a show here at the Improv a beautiful Hollywood Improv earlier in the night and it was like. You know, I went up at like a, a, I don't know, like ten fifteen. Audience was happy. It was nice. <laughs> it was easy. They were listening. I was like, "Wow, this is so much fun!" And then, like, literally two hours later, everyone's like, "Fuck you!" No one's interested. Don't. No one wants to hear material. And you're like, "Oh god, so weird, it's so bizarre." You go up. Uh, you you perform at the comedy store a lot. A lot. Like in like at late in the late night. night. It's like performing yeah. on a pirate ship late at night. <laughs> like. <laughs> It's a lot of fun, yes. but there's a lot of like people missing limbs and shit, and like you know, I love that throwing things at you and they're more rum, and you know, you know, they want to recruit you. That's half of why they're they, they need someone to swab the deck on their ship or whatever. The but it's it's fun, but there's a lot of like a guy got blown away last year out in front of the place, so it's like yeah, a guy got it's shit getting rougher than it in used front to be. of the club. I Where? thought I at was the in the back. Store. Really? I yeah, was supposed yeah. to go up next. There, the guy who was on stage was doing his act basically to me because it was real late at night. There was yeah. like maybe two or three other people in there. And we hear this pop, pop, pop. But to me, it sounds like fireworks. And it's summer. And I'm like, eh. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, and I saw like a little red spark over the, the window, you know, out to the yeah. out to sunset. And I, so I'm not thinking much of it. What, the girl behind the cover booth gives a look like, mm, I'm going to go check that out. So she walks outside, then runs back in and goes, it's real. And so like, we all look out the window now and the guy has left. And so now there's just dead guy on the ground and we're like, oh, this is going to be bad for business. (laughs) But but, like, luckily it wasn't. And it it wasn't at all. Yeah, it wasn't. It. Nothing. But, but the guy nothing. wasn't a comedian or anything. The club when that incident happened, all. by the way, yeah, I've never no. seen more people take something that's not about them and make it about them in totally. Facebook posts. Oh, every freaking on. comic that was there that night, every yeah. post was like, I was standing right there yeah. on the video. <laughs> that's was like, Facebook. That's Facebook. And I'm like, you yeah. bunch of fucking no. pussies. Yeah. You know, like, you know, oh, I was more upset over that I was next. Yeah, you didn't get your spot. Uh, you didn't get yeah. your spot. Yeah. Do you know the day after 9-11, uh, my father. Oh, my God. That's the worst. Oh, that's God. The worst. Oh, yeah. that was the worst. Oh, the I worst hate day. the post almost as much as I hate the memory of 9-11. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. You know, four years before 9-11, yeah. I was in New York. I was right there. <laughs> yeah. If I had stayed four years and lived there for four years and was there that day, it could have been me. I got a phone call from my father two days after 9-11 going, I just want to let you know that it. I was... I almost died in 9-11. I said, oh, my God, what happened? He goes, well, I was scheduled to be on a plane that day. And I said, like, in New York? And he goes, no, in Tulsa, Oklahoma. (laughs) I was going to be on a plane. And you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Everyone forgot about the Oklahoma sect of Al-Qaeda. Extraordinarily motivated those guys. That's the real untold story. There were over 800 planes hijacked that day. But only three of them. Yeah, exactly. The rest of it just said, eh. Yeah. We'll watch this movie instead. <laughs> yeah, four of them, whatever yeah. it was for. Um, <laughs> so, how did you how did you go from uh, doing stand up in New York to to making well, the? Actually, leap? I started in D.C. You started in D.C. I started in D.C. Okay. There were no comedy clubs, and uh, I was just banging around there. And a lot of my early work was uh, opening up for rock bands, opening up for for in concerts all the time. A lot of a lot of that. How did that go? Yeah. Because 
in my experience, every time I've ever opened for a band, it has been the most miserable freaking gig I've ever done. I, I didn't. I had no other thing. To, it's the only work I could get. Okay, I mean, paying, sure. it would pay. Yeah, I mean, my first yeah. job was open up for Ramones. That was oh, my, my first God. gig. Yeah, wow. my first paying gig. A place called the Child Herald in D.C. on Dupont Circle, and they mm-hmm. they had played live music. Springsteen played there in '72. They had a contract behind the bar. My, mm-hmm. I was a place where I, I my neighborhood, so I drank there a lot. And I've been doing comedy for just a couple months. Just. The coffee house stuff and hanging around. Yeah. Yeah. And my buddy was a bartender and he told the owner who was this wild guy named Bill Hurd and he was legendary club mm-hmm. owner down there. And he, he comes over to me and says, hey, look, you know, you, you want to open up for this group? I got coming in next week. It's for $50. I, I was like, $50? Yeah. That's more than I'm I get paid? paid most gigs I never, I never got I was yeah. like, yeah, yeah, do it. I didn't yeah. ask who. I didn't, yeah. It was not a big room. It was like an 80, 100 Yeah, $50. Seat. Who books that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. I'll fly to D.C. for 50 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good paying gig. <laughs> Yeah, and I was like, you know, this is 1978, I think, yeah. something like whatever it was. It was, it was just, you know, and I, I show up the next week, and there's just every angry young guy in the mm-hmm. metropolitan area oh, was right. there, wearing you know, leather, a lot yeah. of flannel, a lot of flannel, like flannel right. leather. It was yeah. punk hadn't quite developed the, the expressive okay. dress code yet, yeah. So it was just anger. That was the general mode. <laughs> you can dress as you want as long as you yeah. brought anger. As long as you're mad, yeah. As long as you're angry, right? And uh, that's what it was. And they were, and they were, and, and I, and you could feel it. And I go back to the yeah. bar, and the, and Bill hurts. He's laughing. Because they're going to kill you, man. You're not making 15 <laughs> yeah. minutes in front yeah. of this guy. I mean, you know, he didn't care. He was like laughing. Yes. And yeah. I was like, I'm going to do the 15 because I wanted the 50. It was like a rodeo event to me. Yeah. I'm yeah. going there till the buzzer goes. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. He goes, I'll go double or nothing. Double or nothing. <laughs> oh, you don't wow. make five minutes. And I go, I'll do it. And you know the deal, man. It was like, I don't yeah, know. Just... They introduced me. I don't even know what they said, but they, all the audience heard was, ladies and gentlemen, not the Ramones. Yeah. I mean, right. Exactly. Exactly. Small, oh, yeah. Small Shit. room. Small room. It was a small oh. room. I had to walk through. It was not like I came from behind a curtain. Yeah. It's a six-inch riser right in the middle of the room. It's a little stage. You can barely fit four people on it. You know, they told me when Springsteen was there, they had half the band off the stage in the audience. Because <laughs> it couldn't fit. Right. And, and so they you know, just walk up there, right through the crowd. They're screaming at me as I'm walking up. Yeah. I get up there. Nobody can hear a thing I said. Told me. Yeah. They, some people said they back but later. They, they didn't know I was up there. Mm-hmm. And it was because it wasn't yeah, long. Yeah, so loud, yeah. So, so I, I have this little act. Like, I have no improv skills. It's not like I'd, I could do yeah. anything. And so I just do this little act from A to B to C. And I talked for about a minute, maybe. And this guy in the front just took it. He had mugs of beer. They had mugs mm-hmm. of beer. And no. he just shot his beer at me. Just hit me with beer, <laughs> yeah. and I just took it. Like I just held on to the mic, like you know, like an ocean spray. You know. <laughs> anyway, back to Mac. My mom said, "Right back to Mac." You know? Hey, free beer. Oh, yeah, beer. Fifty bucks and a beer. Next guy hit me. Next guy. They yeah. just all started throwing beers at me. And so Bill Hurd saw me because I'm I'm right next to the amps, and the drum kit's right behind oh, me. Oh, so that beer's thrown. He just got the money out of the back. Come on, asshole, come get your money. He's waving. <laughs> and I walk off, and I go out at back, and I go through the. the there's a, there was no dressing room, just a kitchen behind mm-hmm. the bar and i go back there and the ramones are standing there waiting to go out i walk in i'm soaked with beer you know i got and, and one of the ramones goes hey man cool act like that was it that was oh it oh my god that's amazing yeah and the thing is bill hurt is the thing bill hurt and then he hired me again he said that was fucking great that was great so i hired me so i come next time i did well the next time i yeah. did well right yeah and i didn't do my nice. act the first time so whatever act i had i did it next time it was over for like a bluegrass band or something okay yeah. different so, crowd right different yeah yeah the good old so blues the third boys. Time, yeah. so he says you do it again you're like my house con-, you know because he was yeah. saving money because a lot of these bands had Recording contracts so that companies require him to have an opening act. So if a local band right. would cost oh, a couple the, yeah. hundred bucks, yeah. he's paying me fifty. He's loving it, oh, right? Yeah. So Genius. the third time I come out, he's drunk, right? I come out, I start doing acting. That's the same shit you did last time. <laughs> like he doesn't know that I'm going to repeat my act. Yeah, I'm not right, paying yeah. for the same shit. 
He's heckling me. He's dead. Oh my God. Right. That's right. amazing. Yeah, oh, he was man. he was a wild guy. Oh my God. Yeah. Who else did you open for? Any other uh, any oh, other man, so many here's here's a good here's a good I please, opened up for please. have you ever heard Peter Tosh? He was with the Whalers. Yeah. yeah. So he's one of the original Whalers with Bob Marley and but anyway, eighty one, he's out on tour himself and it's like I think Marley just died, so it was a packed. It was like he was really doing well on the tour because mm-hmm. it was like so. Yeah. There's a couple thousand people in, in DC again. And Rich Hall was another comedian who's mm-hmm. a friend of mine. And Rich yeah. Hall had opened up for him. So we're talking on the phone. And he said, Listen, I just opened up for Tosh the weekend before in Philly. And I'm telling you, don't go near backstage. Don't go near. I got a contact tie. I could hardly do my act. <laughs> and I'm like, Well, Rich doesn't. I'm smoking all the time. I'm drinking. I got, I got immunities built up. You know? mm-hmm. Sure. I, I got resistance. So. <laughs> I go that night to the, to the to it's Lisner. It's a big uh, George Washington University, I think. And so, so I'm backstage. I'm virtually the only white guy back there. And they spot me real quick. I'm nervous. I'm pacing. <laughs> yeah. you know, so somebody must have told me, he's the opening act. So they go, hey, yeah. funny man, come over here. And one of the guys hands me a burning baseball bat. <laughs> I had never seen a joint this big. When they said split, I never seen it. It was, like a, it was huge. It was huge. I didn't even know how to hold the thing. And and first of all, I'd, I'd, I've been smoking a lot of weed, but it was all shake weed. It was all like cheap shake weed yeah. back then. This was Jamaican. I, that was just stuff in a song. This is Bob Marley weed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This, this inspires you to write songs. Exactly. <laughs> two hits, and I, like they're introducing me like I'm underwater. I mean, I can't even. I, mean, <laughs> I came. My buddy said, I came out, I laughed for 15 minutes, and I left. <laughs> and he said, the audience laughed. He said, you know what I mean? They, the only thing that saved me is I, they were as high as I was. And they thought they were laughing at what they thought I was laughing at. You know what I mean? It was like a... Oh and, it, and literally, he said, you didn't, you didn't do a joke. You didn't do a joke. You came out, you started, you just laughed. They'd laugh, you'd laugh. That's hilarious. And like, that was it. That's a great act, actually. Yeah, yeah, to yeah, not, not get bad. up there and just start laughing. Yeah, yeah. No one's ever I thought of that. Opened up for a lot of bands. A lot. Chicago, which was big. It's still at the late 70s. Opened mm-hmm. up for Rick Danko, who was one of the band members. Mm-hmm. Do you remember if Rich Hall had a uh, had a bit that he used to do? Sniglets. That was his thing. Well, but he he had a lot. Of, he was a yeah. very inventive guy. He had a lot of. Yeah. He, he actually did, like he did one thing. He, he used did to, with with groceries. Did he do a thing with groceries yeah. on yeah. stage? Yeah, yeah. That's one of the first comedians I ever really? saw on television. Was was Rich, Rich Hall? Is he still now? Were you more around? excited about the yeah, comedy yeah, he or does the groceries? In, he's in England. He has this character, this country western God, singer he, character. He does in England. Man. He's really big. Yeah, the, and he has a, a ranch in Montana, and he goes back and forth between England and oh England. wow, the, wow. The, the two comedians that I watched on TV when I was there were three three comedians I watched when I was a kid on TV like eight nine ten right around then. Uh, it was uh, Rich Hall. Um, Kevin, me- Kevin, Meany, Meany, who just passed. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Oh man, love that. So guy. sad, so funny. Yeah. And uh, and guy. Mark Marin. Those were the three that I watched on, uh, and it was on uh, like the A list, or it was on some show like that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but I remember Rich Hall in particular doing this thing where he would bring out different brands of like cereal and Tide and all these things and yeah. he'd have jokes and he would just keep bringing up brands and putting them on the table and it'd be part of the brands would be part of the act. It was very, very funny and it just always no, he, It's yeah. funny, he was one of the first comics I ever saw before I even started doing it in 1975. Wow. There was a place that like a little coffee house in Philly and I just happened to go in there and he came up and did stand-up comedy. Wow. And and 70, 76 somewhere, 75 somewhere in there. Yeah, he, he was a very funny guy. He used to do a bit where he'd take one of his old uh, like those old cassette recorders, a cassette tape recorder, right? It was yeah. a black thing that's about the size of a shoebox, mm-hmm. right? And he put it there. And you know those noses with the mustache and the glasses, yeah. right? Yeah. He put one of those on it, and that was his – and he brought, introduced him as a comedian. And he'd have it timed <laughs> out, so he'd turn the tape on, and he'd go off, and he'd heckle it. 
And then the tape would start giving him shit mm-hmm. and tell people to throw him out of the room. It was a really, really brilliant bit. <laughs> really funny stuff. Right. Jeremiah Watkins, who's a, a buddy of ours, he does his uh, opening thing in his act now is a pre-recorded whole thing where he's like, he's like, uh, hey, guys, do you want to hear an impression? But it's all pre-recorded. And then yeah. he goes, here's an impression of Samuel L. Jackson in Snakes on the Plane. And then he's like, he plays the actual <laughs> recording. <laughs> yeah. right. And then he yeah. right. mouths the word. That's funny. It fucking destroys. It yeah. kills. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I love I love inventive. Like, yeah, stuff. yeah. I like who it. was your uh, like, who was your inspiration? Like, who were comics that you were looking up to, you know, that that you wanted the to obvious like. ones at the time i mean in 72 when i was i was 19 i got uh the first lenny bruce album this guy turned <laughs> me on to and also at the same time george carlin's class clown came out which blew me yeah. away <laughs> that blew all of us away i mean first of all, i never heard anybody doing comedy like that and then the, the the seven dirty words the whole thing and then there was uh robert klein which i saw uh not that long like 73 or 74 i saw him live and then i saw yeah. carlin not long after that and so those were the guys who were, I was like, I didn't even know what it's called. And Martin Mull, I love Martin Mull. Mm-hmm. Oh, I wow. saw him in, in concert once. I mean, it was in a, it was in a, like a small theater in Wilmington, Delaware around 74. And, uh, you know, he, has, him, he would tour with his living room furniture. He came yeah. out with like, you know, yeah. the, the set of Fernwood, really mm-hmm. before Fernwood. And it was, it was um, those, those were the guys, you know, who I, I listened to a lot. Is that crazy though that how this business works that people that you're a fan of this is one of the only businesses that's really like this where people you're a fan of like you you know you're like oh man I've always been a fan of this comedian and then you start doing stand up and within like a few years or a couple years you're working with them you're working yeah. with them you're around them you're friends with them I mean you got to you got to uh, write on Roseanne which Martin was on that show mm-hmm. and uh, and then you got you got to become friends with Robert Klein which is completely insane like, yeah I got to work with him which is, God, which is not, a, and I, I haven't been doing it that long he had a radio show back in like eighty I moved to New York in seventy nine so in seventy nine eighty had a radio show that I went on there first time I went on there and before I walked out, the, he's introduced me. I'm like going, it hit me. I mean, I, I just was stopping. I went, it's, it's Robert, you know, Robert Klein. I had to go, you know, this is Robert Klein. Yeah. <laughs> it's like to me, it was a big, huge deal. You know, I didn't, my favorite of that time, and I couldn't be saying he influenced me because he was, Albert Brooks was my favorite. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, I used yeah. to yeah. scour the, the TV oh, guy and the newspapers every day <laughs> to see if he was going to be on TV that night. And he, because there was nobody recording. It was this is again, you know, yeah. this is 1970s. There was no VCR, or anything. Yeah, if you VCR missed it, you missed it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So and I was crazy about it, and I never met him. Never met him. This is a true story. I haven't even put this in a book. Nothing. This is just wow. true. Never met him. And all those years, and then Kevin Neal. I mean, not Kevin Neal. Excuse me. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I can't even think of his name right now. Uh, 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 the impressionist. Oh God. Kevin uh, Pollock. Pollock. Kevin Pollock. Yeah, sure. Who does this? He do, who do this killer Albert Brooks thing. Yes, and he yeah. knew how much he'd like leave messages on my machine as Albert Brooks. You're just teasing me, you know, just, <laughs> yeah, and, right. and, and it was like a, a thing with me. And so then about five years ago, my son is going to the same elementary school as his daughter. And I'd see him at a couple parent things from Auckland. I go, I'm not going to say anything to him. I'm not going to go over and bug him. You know, I'm not going <laughs> to, you know what I mean? But it was like, I saw him, you know, at the, a yeah. couple of events. And then one day after school, my son's talking to his daughter and there's nobody else around and he's <laughs> 10 feet away waiting for his daughter to finish, like I'm waiting for my son. I just and you're like, we'll be I go, in I say, that's it. Forget it. I'm done. I'm going to go say something. <laughs> I walk over to him and I said, uh, Albert, you don't know me. He says, I know who you are. You're Rich Scheidner. You're funny. I was like, wow. <sighs> done. Yeah. Done. Done. 
Mission done. accomplished. That's it. Right there. Yeah. yeah. That's it. That was the second one. You know, <laughs> got my dad got him. I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Did you just leave immediately? <laughs> no. I mean, my son said he remembers. He remembers. He said, we sat in the car. He said you sat in the car for a long time. I was just sat in the car. <laughs> yeah. My son still remembers. He was like 10, 11 years old. He goes, Dad, you just sat in the car. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> You'll understand one day. Yeah, like you were talking to Mr. Brooks, then you went in the car and just sat there. For <laughs> That's the big deal. It's Mr. Brooks. It's uh, yeah. Mr. I see him all his time. daughter's yeah. hot. That's all. Yeah. I can his daughter's hot. That's all he was thinking. Yeah, that's right. That's what did right. Mr. Brooks say to you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, how how old was this? How old, how old was your kid at the time? He was like eleven years old. Something. Oh my yeah. God, man! Do you uh, have you seen? Have you guys stayed in touch at all? No, you seen each no. Other I, I was too stunned. I mean, really, it's like one time a friend of mine who was named Joe Grishek, he was in a band, and I used to open for him. And but he was he took me out to Springsteen's house here when he lived in L.A. and wow. he was recording with him. Mm-hmm. And Springsteen's my guy. I mean, I, oh, yeah. Yeah. from New Jersey, you have to. Nah. Be. It's, and I got out the there and it's the same thing. It's the same thing. I'm just yeah. like this, you know. I get out there. I'm not funny at all. Yeah, no. yeah. I'm not funny at all. Yeah. I'm yeah. not I'm just like, you know. Yeah. You know what I mean? You stand there in yeah. shock for a yeah. little bit. Yeah. 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 He just came out of the cave. Jesus just came out of the cave. Yeah. What yeah. am I gonna yeah. say? Yeah. What are you supposed to say to him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well we hung out all afternoon. It was like funny. I mean, these things happen. I made him laugh, but totally accidentally. You know, yeah. totally. You know what I mean? Like one time they were like goof around. It. I didn't realize they were later until they were goofing around. They were playing guitars, recording something. They go, "Hey, Rich, we need some like rhythm on this, man. Can you, you just take a tambourine there and just bang along with it?" You know? <laughs> I'm good for like one, two, then I lose the beat. <laughs> you know what I mean? So they're like laughing, they're laughing at me. They go, "Man, you lost it fast, man. That's unbelievable. White boy with no rhythm whatsoever." You know? I made him laugh, but not really intentionally. Oh, God, at least man. you have good people that, that you're doing with. Like, I remember the time when I got real excited was when I met Wink Martindale. Oh, and I, I, remember I, that. I could even go over and talk to him. We're at some event. I was yeah. there with Glickman, and he's like, and I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. That's Wink Martindale over there. And Glickman's like, who the fuck's Wink Martindale? I'm like, he hosted Tic Tac Doe. <laughs> the host of Tic Tac Doe was over there. What do you mean? And he's like, he's like, you want to meet him? I was like, I'm too nervous. And then eventually I got, I got over there. And yep. then I wake Martindale and I got a picture with him and I was all like, I was flushed red because I was yep. so, I was yeah. so nervous. I was like blushing. It was you know, so You funny. know, the risk yeah. is that when you do this, like I've heard stories that people go, they go over to like the guy they idolize, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Right? And then the guy's an asshole to him. Oh, yeah. They lose yeah. that guy. They yeah. lose that guy. So there's that risk. But I've never yeah. been, I was on a plane once. I used to love Waylon. My, my mom was country western. So I grew up a lot of country western and I loved Waylon Jennings and Willie Nelson, mm-hmm. those guys. Mm-hmm. So oh, I'm yeah. on a plane. Waylon Jennings sit right behind me. I'm thinking, oh, fuck, what am I going to say to him, man? I, used to, I, I tripped in, on acid in Colorado, your music, man. Yeah. What am I going to say to this guy, right? And <laughs> get on a plane. We're getting our luggage out of the overhead. I just turned and said, the, I go, um, Mr. Jennings, I sure do appreciate music. And his eyes glaze over and he goes, and I appreciate you appreciate my music, son. <laughs> and I was like, Christ. oh, man, That's like great. cliche five goes yeah. back, cliche response five. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. he just like, they just went, yeah, I've heard that one 6,000 yeah. times. Here's your answer. Yeah. You know? oh, and I was like, I blew it, you know, nothing. I had nothing original said. Just choked right out. Yeah. The, <laughs> bo- both pe- the, the two people that I've met where I literally couldn't, uh, my words just didn't work. At what one of them was uh, was Luke Skywalker, 
Um, I thought, Mark why Hamill? are you pointing at me? Mark it wasn't me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mark Hamill. Mike Black. You look Scarlett. I'm so I just can't. I think I was pretty gracious about it. Mike was the Tauntaun in that scene. But yeah, Mark Hamill, that would that would freak me out. It freaked me out a little bit. I I I got a little I couldn't talk really and I just said I really liked I my you're my favorite. And he went Okay. All right. That's nice. All right. It's nice. Guy, you're, nice you're special. Guy with special needs yeah. comes over to talk. I just was like, I just like it. I like you. Oh my God, nothing. I couldn't couldn't put two words together. I was so fucking embarrassed. And then uh, I asked for a picture with him, and it was really awkward. Oh, and then God. same thing with uh, with George Lucas, as I met yeah. at him at the Anti Defamation League 50th anniversary uh, event thing, and we're both on the red carpet at the same. A great time. place to schmooze. <laughs> yeah. A great place to schmooze. Oh, are you kidding me? There's so many people to schmooze and something like that. So many Jews. And so I, I look over and I see George Lucas and he's there with his wife. And I go, I just, I, I was like, uh, Mr. Lucas, I just want, and as I start talking, you know, he has that like chin beard, like, yeah. you know, face thing. The longer I talk to him, the, the bigger the chin got. Like, he just slow, his head just retracted away from me like a turtle and just tried to get away. His face was trying to get away. It was so embarrassing. It was awesome. He was just like, yeah. okay, all right. You should do the thing that I love doing where you bring up the work that they hate where you're like oh, where you go to like God. I go to George Lucas and be like you know what I really enjoyed Howard the Duck yeah like I would tell him something like that <laughs> just Thanks. to be just to be an asshole an asshole yeah it's fun so you would take your one chance with him yeah and I'm just yeah, purposefully but maybe maybe how, how about if he laughed about it he might, he he might, might, he might see be the fun. humor in it that would be fun yeah, yeah. that would be my shot because who brings up Howard the Duck to George that's, Lucas that's exactly nobody it. I'd be that's the one it. guy who brings it up I sabotage myself where on my birthday I was like my 35th birthday, I think, at the comedy store. I was out of, mm-hmm. at the front bar, and Steve Simone texts me saying, I'm bringing the hot rod to meet, to meet you. Roddy Piper. Uh, yeah, Roddy, 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 Roddy Piper. Piper. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I better have a drink before that happens, because I'm a huge fan. <laughs> yeah. And like growing up in the 80s, wrestling, big fucking deal mm-hmm. to me. So a drink turns into a couple drinks because it's my birthday and people are like, oh, he's drinking. Let me buy you a drink, too. By the time Howdy Roddy Piper gets there, I am shit-faced. Mm-hmm. Like, just completely. Where oh, the point where you're not even verbal anymore, mm-hmm. it's just like maybe a word will sneak into the mishmash of sure, crap. Yeah. And so I see him and I'm all I'm thinking about is they live. Mm-hmm. And he comes over and he says something to me. I don't know what it seemed like a positive thing, whatever he was saying. <laughs> and he was holding something. And I'm like, oh, ah, yes. <laughs> you, uh, one time, Ric Flair. <laughs> 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 so, so, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and I have no fucking clue what I said. The next day I called Steve Simone. I was like, did I dream meeting Rowdy Roddy? But he was like, no, he gave you his autograph. He gave you an autographed headshot of him. <laughs> and uh, I was like, did I say anything terrible to him? He was like, you didn't really say anything to him, <laughs> but you made him laugh. And he had a good time. So I was like, yeah. thank God. And the autograph, though, was great because it said, uh, uh, I came here to kick ass, chew bubble gum, and celebrate your birthday, Rowdy Roddy Piper. Oh, oh my nice. God. That's awesome. amazing. That's, That's great. You'd be a big wrestling fan back soon. I was oh, a wrestling yeah. fan as a 
in the 60s. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, Andy Kaufman, the first time he did a wrestling, he came into the improv in New York. So he comes in with Captain Lou Albano oh, and yeah. Freddie Blassie. Yeah. Classy so I Freddie Blassie. So yeah. I recognized him. Yeah. So yeah. I go up and I talk to them. So they must have said something to Andy because Andy comes over and he goes, listen, I'm going to do this wrestling thing tonight. Will you play the manager for the women? <laughs> oh, I go, yeah, yeah, okay, all right, yeah, I know. He said, you know, we're going to do a little, I'll yell and get in your face and give you a fake. I said, yeah, I got it, man. I know how to do this. This yeah, is cool. Yeah. I, I, this will be great. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. So it's the first time. So, he, so I was the MC. So I, I bring him up, you know, this is like 1981, you know, mm-hmm. and, and Andy Coffin's a big, big name. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's a two, 300 people packed. I go, Andy Coffin, place goes crazy. Ah! Big stuff. He walks in. He gets on stage. They're like loving him. He's got like this crappy little sweatsuit on, you know. He yeah. Goes, he goes, I love women. They go, yeah. He goes, you know what I love them best? We're in the kitchen cooking for me. Cleaning my <laughs> house. Cook. That's where they belong. In the kitchen cooking for a man. Because I'm a man. And also they start, you hear booze starting. You know, yeah. Rumbling in a couple of yeah. nervous laughs. Is this funny? Then, then he keeps going, man. He keeps going with it. And pretty soon he's, within like a minute, he turned them all against him. They all yeah. hate him. He goes, I get to, women are not equal, men. No woman can beat a man in wrestling. I'm going to offer, and he holds up like $500 bills. <laughs> $500, any woman who can pin me. It's a little stage. It's yeah. a little yeah. improv stage, right? <laughs> yeah. And he goes, $500. And, and the women are like, yeah. He goes, wait a minute, we got to get a man up here to help manage you. you know. So I come back up there, you know, and he's yelling at me, and, and he's he's choosing the women going like, who's that? Because yeah. you, you're not pretty enough. I mean, he's making a wow. pain yeah. by the second. Yeah. By the second. So- Exactly. So finally picks a woman and she's, she comes up and he's like, she's, she's like a businesswoman. She's got, you know, she's got a pantsuit on with her. She takes off her heels. I go, she goes, what do I do? I said, just pick up his leg. I knew, I knew he'd go. You yeah, know, just, yeah. Just pick up his leg. Pick up his leg. He flops on his back. Yeah. yeah she goes, I give him bam, 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 bam. <laughs> Place goes crazy. She jumps up like she won the Olympics. She's like, the crowd's going crazy. Andy Kaufman gets up behind her, right? He just picks the money up off the, the piano, right? The 500. He waves it like snidely whiplash, like evil. Waves it and just kicks over the side door, the emergency door, this metal door. Just kicks it open and runs outside. <laughs> People go crazy. They went nuts. They were, like, they, were jammed. they were jammed in the door trying to get to him. Tables were flying. And he Jumps in a limo. Oh limo is waiting outside with Alabama yeah. oh, and shit. they just take off. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> you couldn't even do the show. We couldn't do the show for four acts, man. I mean, it, 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 to oh. completely rearrange oh the place, man. God. I'd never seen anybody do that in my life. Oh my god! Then he came back the next night. He's like, "Yeah, hey, hey, thanks a lot, man." I was, <laughs> I was like, "Nice." I think god. I'm going to do that. I'm going to, and then he started doing it. Yeah. Oh I think I'm going to do that. It's like, yeah, yeah that was it's, pretty effective. Man. It gets they, a it. they forgot he was yes. a comedian. They completely turned yeah. him into a wrestling crowd. He turned him into a wrestling crowd like that. <laughs> Shit. Did yeah. you know uh, Zamuda? Do you know Zamuda as well? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, he did a. Uh, we did a book called "I Killed," which is all road stories and stuff. I mm-hmm. love that yeah. book. Yeah. I read that through. You remember through. the Zamuda story? Was it wasn't it in there? One about the 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 the, um, the showgirl up in Lake Tahoe. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh yeah. That's a great story. Will you t- will you tell the story? Just sure, so sure. So Zamuda. So Andy Coffin was doing that that singer, uh, what's his name, uh, the lounge singer. He did, uh, Tony Clifton. Tony Clifton. Yeah, so sure. Doing, so so uh, some guy that owns a casino, a big Andy Coffin fan up in Tahoe, calls up and says, I want to book Andy Coffin. And so his manager was George Shapiro. George says, hey, you know, Andy doesn't go out and do these things. You know, you can't book any guy. He goes, ah, I'll tell you what I did. Let me book the, who do you got? Can you book? Tony Clifton. Yeah, let me, let me book Tony Clifton. I'll play along. I'll play the game. Yeah. I'll book yeah. Tony Clifton at the casino. Guy goes, I'm telling you, it's not Andy. It's Tony Clifton. He says, yeah, okay, sure. All right. <laughs> so he books him. There's a guy's first night, Tony Clifton's up on stage, and the casino owner's in the back of the room, and Andy Coffin walks over to him and goes, hey, how you doing, man? 
Guy looks at Andy, looks at the stage, goes, what the fuck? <laughs> and it was Samuda with all yeah. the prosthetics on, right? So he's up on stage doing the act. Well, he comes yeah. off stage, and there's a showgirl there going, I'm a huge Andy Kaufman fan. Oh, my God. And it pushes him into the dressing room. They have sex. He has to keep the prosthetics on. They have sex the rest of the week. Every time they have sex, he has to keep the make. You know, he has to do it. Have sex is Tony Clifton. My God. Right? So at the end of the week, she goes, you know, I'm, I come down to, to, to Los Angeles once in a while, Andy, so maybe uh, we can get together sometime. And, and so, me, so Samuda gives her Kaufman's number, right? <laughs> sure enough, like a week later, she calls, I'm in LAX. I'd like to come see you. And he's like, sure. And he says, sure. She comes over. <laughs> yeah. They do the deal. Now, here's the thing. Samuda <laughs> was not circumcised. Yeah. Kaufman was circumcised. <laughs> she never noticed a difference. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my God, that's amazing! Yeah, I love it. Yeah, there's probably something illegal story. in there somewhere. Yeah, sex probably. by fraud or whatever. Yeah, but uh, whatever. It, it, but it's a funny it's story. A good story. <laughs> He's the best. Isn't it all sex by fraud? Somehow or another. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna love you forever. You're right. You're right. <laughs> when they play this, when I'm running for president in 2048, and yeah. then he said yeah, that. Yeah, I think the bar's been lowered yeah. enough for that yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. We had a. Uh, I, I'll tell this very, very quickly, but we had an incident once where uh, where uh, I was working with a, a charity event, and this charity event uh, at the, wanted to do a comedy show at the comedy store, and they were being a huge asshole to me. And I was booking the show, and they were being just huge fucking assholes as we were getting the show together. And I would go and meet with them and go see them, and I'd have my girlfriend with me, and the guy would be like, oh, I can't believe a girl like this would want to date a fat piece of shit like you, and like kept fucking slamming me in front of her and was like Whoa. really rude and uh and then right after that was like look we need one more comedian on the lineup you know we have a choice comedy store gave us a choice between two comics that are in town so uh, either we get al madrigal or we get this guy tony clifton uh which one would you rather have and i said tony clifton <laughs> for the children's <laughs> cancer charity event <laughs> And and he showed up. Uh, he showed up ready to go. And I got I got to work with him for a whole day. Oh, and man. it was magic. And he was in the the whole outfit oh, with the whole bit. Man. And and uh, and then he got up on stage at the end of the show. <laughs> and and f- one of the first things he says is. Uh, he goes, uh, he goes, he goes, look at all these fucking people. Look at all these gay bastards in the sides. I've never seen so many dicks on chins in my life. God, God, look at the fucking, look at this gay bastard. He just kept fucking going after people. And then this woman goes, excuse me, we do not appreciate that kind of thing here. And he goes, why don't you put your face on a vagina, you <laughs> <laughs> you rug munch it and you know, just fuck goes out. and he's so oh. rude and he's just going after these people and, and dropping it. all sorts of racist shit everywhere and people are freaking out and in the middle <laughs> in the middle of all this rich right in the middle he goes he goes uh, I'm gonna tell a story real quick about a uh, I uh, was once at this bar next door and I'm sitting over there and I look down the uh, bar and I see this uh, this big fat 
pile of shit, this woman, <laughs> this woman <laughs> turns out, <laughs> this woman, Susan Boyle, you know this Susan, this woman, Susan Boyle? God, she smelled like rotten eggs and a dead fish, I'll tell you that. So I take her upstairs and I start fucking her in the ass. As you do, as you do. As you do, as you do. <laughs> and I'm fucking her and then while I'm fucking her, she starts singing this song. And this is the song we're going to close with tonight, ladies and gentlemen, from Layman's Around Us. I dreamed a dream. And then they play the music and he sings, I dreamed a dream of Susan Boyle's asshole. And it fucking brought the house. Everyone was crying or they were angry. It was one of two. People started asking for their donations back. I've never been yeah, happier in that's my whole a life. Good, that's a good pack. Oh, I like that. No, no, no. I'm not finished fucking. Yeah. You're yeah. finished fucking. I ain't finished fucking. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Very nice. That a very, my girlfriend came for the show and laughed her ass off the whole time. Nice. That was very, very nice. Um, now, you got to be, how many times did you do uh, Tonight Show with Carson? About fourteen, I think. I oh I, I have God. set I like wow. on the set list of what I did mm-hmm. on the computer and all, and I had written them down. But I I don't about half the tapes. I didn't keep all the tapes, or I didn't tape them all. I don't know. You can get them from there. the Carson people now. Well, I've heard that. You know, I'm on the. I don't know how to contact anybody. I'm on the greatest stand up DVD mm-hmm. collection. Like I wanted to contact, okay. but I had to go buy my own. I don't know how to. Contact. I only know because <laughs> they do uh, anything. Because they, they show the show on, on, on Antenna, Antenna TV, TV. Right. and I That's watch it all the time. Yeah. And there's mm-hmm. always commercials on there talking about, like, if you need archival footage, whatever, they'll sell you the footage so you can buy oh, it from really? them. Yeah. I would so you can contact about any tape, and then they probably have it available. But, Matt, but how Matt, much Matt, are you going to sell it to you for? That I don't know, but well, I can... Matt, uh, I would love the... the, the I'll get you Matt info. knows a lot of stuff about that because he actually introduced me to Antenna TV, and now I'm I can't fucking get obsessed with it. It's great. I can't get it, though. I'm over in the valley. you got to, like, Time Warner or something Well, it's on over the air. Yeah. If you have an antenna on your TV, it's on digital channel 5.2. You can watch it that way. Or it's... What about the uh, Museum <laughs> of me, Television and Radio? <laughs> yeah, they might have it there, too. Yeah, what? Yeah. Museum of Television and Radio. They probably have the whole archive. You could go in and watch oh, it. To, I'm going to get... This is a lot of effort. I, I will get your <laughs> number and, 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 and I'll get you. Talk me down off the cliff. I'll see there, what I can okay? do. Talk yeah. me down. Yeah. Talk I, me I love Because there's a website you can go to and you tell them like what you want and then they like... Why don't you just do it for him, nerd? Reason I never checked is I remember. I know it's a whole different thing, but when we did I Am Comic, we had to get like yeah. rights for one of my Tonight Shows or something. It cost him a ton of money just for really? the documentary. So yeah. I don't know what it is, but I was like, going, nah, I don't know if I want to spend it. But I, but I did about fourteen of those, yeah. and I think I did four with Leno, and I did about a dozen Letterman's. Oh I did everything God. you were supposed to do. You know, what? you know what I mean. I didn't make the next level. I did everything I was supposed to do, Coach. I did it all. I don't know what happened out there. Now you were in uh, Roxanne. Yeah. Oh wait, wait. Before we get okay. to Roxanne, I just want to talk to a tiny bit more about okay. Carson, just because. Sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, you have made me mad obsessed yeah, with great. watching it. I watch it every night, yeah, yeah. and now I'm like obsessed with which. Like, I watch the monologue to see how. And what's that is that show Carson? By the way, yeah, Carson reruns are the best place to watch stand up on TV these days. Yeah. Like, it's really? there's yeah. more stand up on Carson from 1978 to 1992 yeah. than there is on any other talk show that's on yeah. the air right now. 100 really? yeah. true. Like it's Fallon, totally it's once a month. Really Kimmel, once a month? never. Yeah. yeah, really. Kimmel doesn't doesn't do it. He does it literally once every three months because it it doesn't work very well in their setup. So yeah, uh, yeah like these stand like these late night shows, they just don't show stand up anymore. Yeah, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I love I love watching, especially last night. Uh, I think it was last night I watched Gallagher was mm-hmm. was on uh, and and like I've heard of Gallagher. Mm-hmm. I've never seen Gallagher live. I mean, I may have seen him when I was a kid. At Look some up point. his Showtime specials; they're oh pretty my good, God, actually. Dude, just yeah. watching yeah. watching him on there, and you're like, what the fuck is 
this? Like, this is, it's yeah. crazy. And there's weird, like, proppy things. But, okay, you, here's what I want to know, Rich. Will you walk us through as much as you can remember of what a, a day a leading up to and then going and, do, and taping the show would have been yeah, on yeah, something yeah. like Carson? So you, you've, you've practiced it many, many times. Mm-hmm. You've practiced it. You know, you go around a comedy store and you improv and a com- I'd go down to mm-hmm. Comedy Magic Club, drive all the way down there, down to Hermosa Beach. Just to- Those are the places that are off the ice house. Yeah. You just practice as many times as you can. Bang sure. it, bang it, bang it. Get it down tight. You know what it is. It was is a set a- where you're pulling a joke mi- from this part, a hunk, a joke from this. Five these- minutes or yeah, Five minutes. Five, five minutes. minutes. Right. So the day of, you know, the day of, you know, you got to go over there and the show was whatever it was, whatever it was taped. I forget, 530 or whatever. I don't know what time. I'm looking at Jeff like it's about that. So you, you get over there, you know, early, but, you know, the whole day is pointed towards that you know you wake up you got your outfit you think you know your 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 whole energies are trying to get ready for that one five thirty thing you know yeah. Yeah. you get over and nervous and nervous i remember i get over there and you got your little dressing room and you're in there and maybe you bring a friend or two I remember once i had a couple friends with me and one guy was a younger guy who was just starting out comedy and i'm standing i got i got this old suit i'm trying to get it right you know i'm standing in front of him looking in the mirror looking in the mirror looking in the mirror. he goes man you spend a t- long time looking in the mirror there i go yeah, I'm, go- I'm going to go out in front of about 12 million people right yeah. now, so I want to try to get it right. <laughs> it's the place where I'm putting my nerves right here, you know. It's just nervous. It's just nervous, you know, because that five minutes is just nervous. Yeah. And and so then um, when, when you know, the, you don't, this show, back then, you didn't see Johnny beforehand. It was like Letterman was different. Letterman would come <laughs> in your dressing room and they'll like, like chit-chat or something, but Johnny was, you know, he was his own thing, and you just, th- you're, there, you're there. You're just there, waiting. And the comics were always on around 12.05. It was like halfway through the show or whatever, 12, 12.05, comics were on. And so I remember before I did my first Tonight Show, you know, you, you know, um, um, I got a, a message from Jerry Seinfeld. And the message was, you've already hit the home run. Don't trip when you're rounding the bases. It doesn't look good for the fans. <laughs> right. so you've, you've already done all the work. You've done it all. Yeah. You know, yeah. you just want to come out there. So it's like trying to keep your head clear. Because guys have blocked. I mean, the guys have come out yeah. there. They, they've yeah. practiced stuff. They know the bit. They know. But you're doing an unusual order. You're doing, it's an artificial yeah. little thing. You've pulled jokes from different hunks, and it's like a greatest hits little package. Yeah, it's not the way there. you yeah. would do it on stage no, at no, all. No, yeah. there's no natural flow because they wouldn't, they want you to pull the best thing and the other, the best thing out of that. And whatever it is, you cobbled together this five minutes. And so you, you're trying to like have it in your mind, your mind. And then you get behind the curtain. And then it's like really, you know, once you're behind the curtain, this guy, you know, he, He'd say something, some people or whatever, you know. And I don't worry; it's just your career. And open up the curtain, you know? yeah. <laughs> right? Thanks. So he's, he's, you know, everybody's been doing it a million years, right? And so, uh, you know, you get out there and you do it, and you come off. And I remember coming off, and uh, especially when I, when I was, I, there was a period when I was drinking, and a period where I wasn't drinking, you know. So up to eighty five, I was drinking the first couple ones. And you come off stage the first time I came off, and it's a great set. It was great. And John, he goes, he hands me a beer. Jim McCauley was at the talent corner. He mm-hmm. hands you a beer. Go stand right over here. You stand over there. So at the end of the show. Johnny walks the mm-hmm. same way he walks every yeah. night, by the, and you're there waiting. So then he stops, has a little moment with you, a little chit-chat, like chit-chat, and he goes on. Then you go home, and then it's like, that night I went over to the improv here, went over yeah. here, mm-hmm. and it's on the TV in the bar. Sure. So I'm standing yeah. there, there's all the comics, you know, for the first time, and everybody's, it's a party for me. I'm the start of the party. And then he, he has the same thing he says every time, you know. I'm glad you're in a good mood tonight, because we're... Bringing a comic out for the first time and always like it when the crowd's in a good mood for the first time for a comic. He said the same thing. The comics <laughs> yeah. would lip sync it. They'd all, they'd all like just lip along with him. You know, he said the same thing. And then it's a party. It's a party. And then they come home and then there's the messages coming. And the message machine would just fill up with people nice. calling. And that was the high. And then, and then the next day you go, uh, okay, I'm back on a plane to Cleveland. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Okay, what happened? I, I didn't get a call from the president of show business. This is what happened. Yeah. Yeah, I remember uh, we had Tom Dreesen on our live show, and he told me offstage, I asked him about you know doing The Tonight Show so many times, because he did it, I don't know, like 70 times yeah, or whatever, yeah, right? Lot, lot, yeah. And he said that he liked coming back here. It was like fun for him to do a spot here, because he said... Before every Tonight Show, he would the last spot he would run it would be here at the Improv, and he said he bombed every single time the night before the Tonight Show doing his set here. <laughs> really? And then he would go on the Tonight Show, and it would do great on TV. But he said like whatever he would run the five minutes here, it would always bomb. And he's like, "Am I going to do this tomorrow? What am I going to do?" And then he'd go, and it went great, and then it was fine. But that was kind of funny that he he bombed every night before. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's amazing. Um, that's that's amazing. Look, uh, Rich, it's absolutely incredible to have you oh, come man, do this. You guys were great. Thank uh, you. I, uh, the, everybody should check out this book, uh, Kicking Through the Ashes. Is it available right now? Amazon, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, well, if you, if you can get out there, go uh, go get a copy of the book. It's an, it's really incredible. It tells so many interesting stories about this life that we that we lead, that we try to do what we can <laughs> and do our comedy jokes. Uh, how often are, do you perform? Do you perform? Yeah, I still perform, constantly? but you know, mostly it's like you know I don't do the many comedy clubs anymore because of the sage thing. You know, it's, it's okay. Yeah, no. You know, I mean, you, you, you each out. You know, I, yeah. I look like Nosferatu bent over a young girl when I'm in a comedy <laughs> club. Now, right? But now I go, I, I do cruise ships, I do casinos, mm-hmm. you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Country clubs, whatever, whatever. It's a hotspot. But I, I'm working two, three times a, a month. Well, we'd love to have you come do I'd the love, nighttime I'd, show I'd, in I'm November. In, I'm in. I'm I can't. In. I can't wait. It's going to be I'm a in. lot of fun. Um, and uh, uh, we'd love to have you back and have you Anytime. come chat with us again sometime. Anytime, soon. Anytime, man. It's so cool. Uh, where can people? Can people find you? Do you yeah, find me on media? Facebook, Rich yeah. Scheidner, I T C H S H Y D N E R, and uh, same with with Twitter, and same thing with uh, my website. RichShiner.com. Awesome. That's awesome. Uh, Mike, where can people find you in the internet? Uh, at Mike Black Attack on all social media. Oh, yeah. And what about you, Matt uh, Walker? Go to FunnyMatt.com. I got links to everything there. Or if you are not a fan of Howard the Duck, you can let me know at MattWalkerSucks.com. <laughs> and you can always get me at Stephen Glickman on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, S-T-P-H-E-N. And then don't forget to subscribe to the Nighttime Show. This, of course, uh, music you're hearing right now, X Mortis, so don't forget to go out there and check out their album. And uh, guys, this has been so much fun. We love you. This is the Nighttime Show. Peace.